the following podcast is another pop it's another podcast we did uh it's called episode two i love you i love you mystical Mm -hmm. greetings my name is julius saint arpeo and welcome to take me to your dealer I'm a ninth-level mystic of the Rosicrucian Order here at the Church of Doug's Van, and as always in this podcast, I am joined today by a Mr. Kyle Witchwood and a Mr. Josiah Paterno. Gentlemen, welcome. Hello. How's it going, boys? It's going pretty good. Kyle, I am in particular interest of talking to you and wondering what you've been up to since our brief hiatus from this podcast. We are, of course, here in uh, Joshua Tree, California, and you have had the pleasure of joining us for the first time today. So thank you for coming, and please tell yeah, me thank you. what you've been up hey, to. Thank you, Kyle, for hey. coming out here. It's good to see you, man. It's been a while since I saw you. It's, it's so good to see you guys. Uh, it's great to be back out here. It's a little thank weird you. being back here in California. Um, I've actually been out of the country for an extended period of time recently. Um, I've, I've had a bit of a revelation in my life, and I've I've given up the Silicon Valley lifestyle that I once previously enjoyed for a higher calling that I now have devoted myself fully to. However, you mentioned that there was an important event taking place out here in Joshua Tree, California, and I felt compelled, as you are my brothers, to come back here and join you in whatever this unknown event is. Well. I don't know what what you're planning, but I'm looking forward to it. I trust you because you are dear to me. You're wonderful, and you you are you boys are on the same spiritual wavelength as I am. Well, I'd like to thank you for coming, and and the holy event that we are planning, we will discuss much later. We won't delve into that, right? right We will discuss much pleasure, but I I am I am happy to show that you are interested. Um, Josiah, hi, how have you been? It's been a while, my dear friend. Uh, namaste, I'm bowing to both of you, my friends. I've been very good, I've been very well, I've been, uh, learning about... I'm bowing back. Um, we're all bowing You can right just now. bow, so, you don't have you. to say you're bowing. Uh, thank you. Well, I'm just letting them know they can't okay. see us, so just, thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, thank you. Um, Josiah... Okay, you can stop... You can stop bowing. You're, You're really good at bowing right now. You can stop. Josiah, I'd like to ask bowing. you uh, specifically about this great substance you've brought with us. Can you please tell the listeners what you brought for us? Oh, yes. Um, this is a very, very special thing that I've been planning to share with both of you for a well, since the last time we met and we, um, you know, we made the podcast. I've been meaning to bring it to you earlier but i've been a little bit caught up i think we've all been a little bit busy <laughs> Nate, right. uh, needless to say um of course doing very important things uh but i brought this this is a mud mask for our entire bodies which is from the dead sea i had it sent to me from israel oh my this is simply wonderful yes it was the holy land yes, it was shipped to me it was shipped to me from the idf and it was only you know, something like five grand. It was a steal. Amazing. I had to do it, you know. And um, we are, as people can't see us, but our entire bodies are covered. We are all in here. We're all in our cloths, just our loincloths. We're covered and caked in this black mud. Right. And it's just, to, it's to cleanse you and to, you know, just release 
and I will say all of these toxins that our bodies absorb from you know just civilization and the the cities soaking and, our and stewing in this Jew mud. I find myself amazed by the energies emitting from it. There's a powerful feeling of just you know orcish savagery, and I feel like you know one of Tolkien's Urukai emerging from the Jew mud to be almost a Jew and normal person <laughs> hybrid myself. The spiritual attunement uh, I feel is Kyle. How anything. does this make you feel? Um, sorry, Ju- Julius. Uh, you want to let Kyle speak? Mm. Please. Is it my turn to talk? Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to interrupt the. I don't want no, to interrupt just, the uh, flow uh, conversation. Just, just okay. Just, okay. Just okay. Fire off. Uh, let me let, let me let me preface this by saying I fucking hate toxins. Toxins are that you can oh, miss me with so, that shit. There's so much around us and so much in us. In our food, and our water, and the air, in women, in our energy, cell phones beaming toxins oh my God, into yeah. your leg oh my God. all the time because it's in your pocket. It just shoots toxins well, you know, right into at, you, right through your epidermis, into your flesh of your I'm leg. I'm staring at my phone, probably eighteen hours a day. I'm looking at my phone uh, because it's important. You have to you have to, like you know, got Instagram, you have Twitter, you have to you have Tinder, you have Grinder, you have Bumble, you have all the stuff, Facebook, all the stuff, Tumblr. They have to keep up on, you know, we have to keep up on this stuff. And it's, you know, shooting all of these, all this radiation, you know, you fall asleep with it. And that's just like pure radiation injected into your sternum, which is probably the base of your entire body. You know, it's like right above your heart. So that's probably not the best place for that to be. But it is. It throws your, it fucks your chakras oh, yeah. up. They're all out of alignment when that happens. I woke up I mean, one day with I, my cell phone on my chest after I had fallen asleep for two minutes for like a little nap because I had been partying too hard, as we all do. And I, for six days, I could not leave my bed. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's no oh joke. My God. Well, let me let me tell you, this, this Jew mud cleansing experience is so <clears throat> different than just, what I used to. What, when I used mud. to cleanse okay. myself... In Silicon Valley, I would go because, of course, health is a big thing there in the oh, SV. Yeah. You have, to, yeah, you have to, you have to be of a healthy mind. You have to be of a healthy body. You have to be all around just very healthy. Very. Do you drink that water very, solely um, from your pond, right? Absolutely. We talked about right, this we actually. Did, yeah. It's funny. I I have once again disrupted the market. Uh, um, this time in water. Um, I drank out of my I drank out of my saltwater fish tank and made myself very very sick. And now I find out that there are Silicon Valley elites doing this all the time. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do that. For, I did that because I was the, under the influence of several drugs at the time. I usually when I try to cleanse myself, rid the toxins from my body. I typically go, I see a I see a man who is of the uh, minority persuasion oh, and thank he you. wraps up. Yeah, that's a, amazing. Thank you for yeah, doing it that. It is amazing. Thank I you mean for doing I that so you know much. it's it's about giving back. It's about giving thank back Thank you for talking to people like that because you know not everyone ever people are afraid of those people. I'm not afraid of them. I embrace them. I like to give back to the community of people that I don't fully understand or like. We all, or we all 
Right. You know, they and and We're, I I go and a and a, a man of a certain ethnic persuasion of which I'm not sure. Congratulations. He wraps up a f- thank you again. He wraps a frozen eggplant in a towel and he just beats the toxins out of me. I lay down and he just absolutely goes to town <laughs> on me. He just whacks the fuck out of me on my ass on on my uh, the area right there between my asshole and my my testicles your uh, that that is that is a concentration point of toxins it's sort of like how uh, dogs have anal glands that have to be expressed once in a while well i have to express my toxin glands and those are located right there in the just the thick of it and you know i pay this man uh, there's I- also one right b- directly between the like the right about the bridge of your nose between the eyes so when they take uh, the eggplant or that gourd or that squash, whatever that they use, they can use any of those depending on the season or the day of the week uh, varies. But when they whack you there, you can feel those toxins being released as you black out and you see stars. Well, that's yes. The the, the area between the eyes is the sun toxin zone, and the area between mm-hmm. my nutsack and my asshole is the moon toxin zone. And right. depending on the lunar cycle, I have each one expressed. So that I may rid the toxins from my body and resume a healthy, productive life um, that I that I currently experience. How long have you been doing? How long have you seen this um, like doctor or shaman, um, medicine man, whatever he you call him? Um, about 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 six months now. Um, okay. And in the last like month or so, I've stopped becoming sexually aroused during the process, and it's made the whole oh, thing a lot amazing. easier. Every yeah, I I always felt bad, you know. Um, even though I'm totally okay with homo, you know, homosexuality. I mean, I'm a California guy. We love gay people out here, but I'm. I don't like uh, to what's make. What's that? I just, I just see people. People are just people. I don't know what you're talking about. I, oh. I would say that the only time in my life that I ever wow. felt completely purified of toxins is this journey I took down to South America, and I went down to the Amazon in Brazil, and we were going through the. The, the the tropical jungle and my guide um, Arturo he took me to this small village where it was called I believe the village of Ben and it was all these four foot tall type pygmy men and they were all they threw me in a large pot and he said this will cure your toxins and they started chopping carrots in the pot and putting a big fire under the pot they had as I recall you you spoke of that they only they drank sort of like a uh they drank only certain flavored right. waters. They, like what they did, oh. they would eat only. They wouldn't make bread. They would only eat maybe meat. When I was in the when I was vegetables, they, they were all um, primarily dealt in the hose industry or the meat industry. And when I was in the pot, they would spray it with this tiny substance. And I, and I was like, wow, it's amazing. They get that from the forest floor. And he said, no, it's it's just mio. Uh, orange tangerine water enhancer. So it's all carrots and tang- water enhancer, and they're all cooking me in this big pot. But, you know, before they could completely finish the ceremony, as the littlest Ben was walking up to grab my neck, a big-ass bulldozer came in and knocked over the whole village and deforested everything in, like, 30 seconds. Oh, and they were, my God. Oh, my God. That's right. horrible. But right before then, you know, I, I felt like that was the purest moment I've ever felt of these people, uh, these tiny people had true connection to the land. And, you know, I never could get 
get there again. And I heard they're now they've now been extinct because the bulldozers just running over them and steamrollers just crushing and their little bodies. And it tangled all their hoses. Like, and popping their skulls like cantaloupes. This reminds me of this reminds me of the tale of Ferngully, except instead of a beautiful rainforest getting cleared, it's a village of weird little perverted tiny men who, getting sent who worship a back sort of to, cat baby. Were they deity. solely were there was that tribe solely male? I did not see a single female at it. It was an all-male, tiny tribe. Interesting. I wonder how they reproduced. I think they reproduced with this kind of cat baby creature, but I'm not sure. I believe I... I, 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 um, I actually have been living in South America, and um, I'm aware of their their sort of tribal traditions. And there is a cat baby creature. There is a cat baby creature involved. There is a... There is a ceremonial passing around of the picture of the girl from churches involved <laughs> in order to sexually stimulate all of the male slash females of the uh, little little baby tribe. Um, it's a very complicated. But how does ritual, it work? It how does the cat baby work? How do they like worship this cat baby? And I don't understand it. They somehow reproduce and spawn, and we still have no inclination about how it works. Like I'm no scientist, man, but I know that's some trippy shit. And there's some, like, I know down there, like, like, Peru, they have, like, ayahuasca and, like, all kinds of crazy shit. Like, you die to be, become, be prepared to be a warrior. But I don't think I would be able to fuck with those little Ben tribes because I think those guys are in some next level shit, to be well, honest. Well, the legend goes like, that um, that Cat Baby was a gift bestowed upon them by a giant benefactor. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was sent to them a gift. <laughs> eight feet tall that he was said to be. They, they claimed that he was eight feet tall. And that um, he was a he was a sexually expressive and open and very sex, intrusive sex positive. Um, god, a very sex positive god who bestowed this weird kind of the god of protection cat and the god of self care. Uh, he protected them and he also wanted to fuck them, but he never got the opportunity. So instead, instead of copulating with them, he provided them this beautiful cat baby figurine in order for them to continue their reproduction rituals without having to introduce oh. such an inconvenience as like true biological females into their tribe. It's amazing. Now, you, guys, they were you guys able... told me about, you guys told me about how that, that God, they said in, in their language, his name is not pronounceable to us. Like we cannot physically say or know what his name is, but what it roughly translates to in English or most languages, is just the initials C and J, which is very particular to me. I wonder what they stand for. There's no way of knowing. No way of knowing. Um, there's no way we can know because it's like, like I said, it's like otherworldly shit. It's like not third world shit. It's like fourth world shit. There, It's kind of like alien-esque. Like these guys, for all we know, these guys could be practicing some kind of some magic down there or some kind of voodoo hoodoo shit. And they can be maybe... The machine elves that you see when you're like tripping. Oh on yeah, and, like, definitely. Like they're they're kind of shifting. They're small. They're wise. They're they're you know they're roaming around places like Cleveland and they're telling you that the Browns are going to win a Super Bowl. It's like what does Brock that mean? Osweiler, How can they know this from South Brock America? Brock Eisweiler jerseys right. is something they worship. Um, yeah, Ben's a little man from Cleveland, and I want to have sex with him. Uh, Kyle, earlier what? you were referencing a kind of, you know, exodus you had from Silicon Valley. Would you like to tell us what you've been up to? I would. Um, I 
no longer live in Silicon Valley. I have eschewed. What? Sil- yes. You gave all that house is beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. It's true. I gave Man, it up. Man, like, you know, I don't I like that. I gave up my beautiful crate and barrel sofa. I gave up all my. I gave up all twenty five of my robotic vacuums that roam around the house constantly. I've you gave up the up. Teslas. Don't tell me you gave up the Teslas, man. I gave up all my beautiful man. angelfish and my saltwater aquarium. They're all, both of my Teslas. Dude, please have been, Oh my God, they've man. been they've been you given, given away. me one. They've dude. been given to poor people in Sacramento. Oh, they, that rocks. That yeah, rocks. I, I gave them away, and um, I had a bit of a revelation recently, and I would like to share it with you guys, if that's okay. Yes, please. Yeah, please. we would love to hear about that. Well, okay. were you like? Were you? I mean. Were you, you know, you know, what were you, were you tripping, Doc? I was, actually. This is my, this was my last time. Oh, yeah. You do this. This is what we're waiting yep. for, man. This yep. is this yeah, is, yeah. I, I tried something new, and it changed my life forever. And I will tell you Hell yeah. Let's what hear happened. about it. On December 12th of 2017, I decided to smoke two hits of Bufo Toad Venom <laughs> in order to unlock dormant parts of my creative consciousness <laughs> so that I might invent the world's first robotic vacuum that will attack guests if it hears them using gendered insults near it. <laughs> For this trip, I was under the influence of the following. Bufo Toad Venom, two hits. Marijuana, two hits. Adderall, 40 milligrams. Bulletproof coffee, three cups. Ibuprofen, <laughs> 200 milligrams. At 11.31 p.m., I sprinkled two hits worth of the venom over a bowl of freshly packed marijuana. I took one small hit and, after not feeling much, I decided to take a second galactic hit. Oh, yeah. As soon as I exhaled my second hit, I laid down on my beautiful leather sofa. Before my head, my head hit the sofa, I felt a complete disconnect from my physical body. Kyle, you've really done it this time. You're in for the long haul now, buddy, I said to myself. Though I'm not sure if I actually said that out loud. <laughs> Suddenly, my vision went black as I was teleported between our universe and a new universe that the Venom had unlocked within my mind. I was in outer space, or some kind of multidimensional space. This space was almost completely black except for one pinhole of white light located directly ahead on the horizon. Without hearing actual words, I could feel an entity trying to contact me. Before I could answer, the pinhole of light rapidly diffused into hundreds of beams of multicolored lights arranged into a horizontal plane, sort of resembling the cover of that Pink Floyd album that's less bad if you listen to it while you're stoned. The beams slowly bent and contorted to form multiple Buddhas and Shivas which were rotating 360 degrees and were completely silent. I understood them as the symbols of wisdom and peace. A yin-yang symbol emerged from the white light in contrast to the blackness of the space around me. It was a symbol of the tension between me and my black neighbor, with whom I was recently involved in a dispute. For what seemed like an an eternity, I wordlessly communicated with these icons through a series of high-frequency pings and energy transfers. I experienced opposite emotions simultaneously, causing them to feel like new emotions no human being had ever felt before. I felt the warm energy of a Wendy spicy chicken sandwich. I felt the raw, unmitigated power of a 1999 GMC Sonoma. I felt the humble, yet powerful strength of a forklift. I briefly became aware of my body again as I could hear Tiesto's suburban train gently thumping in the background. In that brief moment, I was able to use my voice to ask, why am I here? What do you want to show me? The Buddhas and the Shivas stopped spinning and melted back into the beams of light. The racial circle disappeared. All beams of light returned to the pinhole of white light, and a booming voice replied, Do not use your old voice here. Use your true voice in a language that was both familiar and alien to me. 
As if a camera were quickly being pulled back, the blackness of space I was in retreated and I realized I was staring into the pupil of a giant organism. It swirled up high above before landing several hundred feet in front of me. The being appeared to be a golden dragon the size of multiple galaxies, its scales radiating millions of colors of electric energy. Wow. It took what felt like minutes to look all the way up its body before finally arriving at its head. I was amazed to discover I did not have, it did not have the head of a normal dragon, but rather the head of Jesse Farrar. Jesse, is that you? I asked the dragon. <laughs> no, I am assuming a familiar form so that, we, that way we may communicate with ease, the dragon replied. But you're wearing basketball shorts, I said. Basketball shorts offer far more comfort and mobility than jeans provide, and personally I think I should be allowed them to wear them at my wife's family gatherings without it being a big deal, but whatever. Anyway, no more questions about me or my shorts, said the dragon. Do you know why you are here? Uh, because I smoked dried venom from a Sonoran toad, I answered. And why did you smoke the venom, he replied. Because I wanted to unlock my creative potential. Your creative potential, the dragon chuckled. That's not why you're here at all. You're here because you seek a purpose. What is your purpose? I thought for a moment. To develop the next great app or consumer electronic and rise to the level of esteem reserved for brilliant scientists because I discovered a new way for people to remotely call each other the N-word. Wrong, the dragon boomed. Your purpose does not lie in Silicon Valley. You have no higher calling in developing apps and gadgets. You have no business taking drugs to enhance your creativity. None of this is what you are meant for. Continuing to pursue this path would be as unnatural as putting whipped cream on a hot dog. You must leave California. You were meant to leave America. You were meant to move to Honduras or Argentina or some Mexican country like that, Farrar Dragon said. <laughs> you, were meant to have, you were meant to have one of those sassy Latino wives that can't understand or speak any English at all. You were meant to disappear from the public eye entirely, except for videos that will periodically surface of you and your wife fighting. In those videos, you will slam cabinet doors and gesticulate in an angry fashion, similar to how Johnny Depp does when he's mad, except you will not look like a rich old woman when you do it. You were meant to live in a weird gray compound in the middle of the jungle and eat mangoes and toucans or whatever the fuck it is those people eat over there. You were meant to befriend a wild pygmy boy named Ben. You were meant to capture and tame him. You were meant to teach him pleasure and then teach him pain. You were meant to introduce him to raw dinner. <laughs> You were meant to show him pictures of Wendy's hamburgers. You were meant to turn him into a little piggy and pull his curly tail. You were meant to take him to market. You were meant to wear a boot with no sock on in the middle of summer and then make him live in the boot. This is what you must do. This is what you must do. Go now and do what must be done. In a flash, I was returned to the living room and I bolted upright in a cold sweat. In the background played Tiesto's Suburban Train. The same song that played in my mystical experience I had a literal lifetime ago. I knew then and there that my life as a Silicon Valley professional was over. It was time to begin my new life in the jungles of Guatemala.